In this episode of I Can't See You, I'll tell you about the Getting Started with Podcasting workshop that I did with some other blind podcasters. I'll tell you about my glaucoma doctor appointment that was somewhat disappointing. I've also got a couple of blind bodega stories and a Ziggy story too. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 189 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you being here today, and I hope my voice sounds okay, because before I hit record, my my throat and my mouth were so dry, I actually swished some coconut oil around for about five minutes and then rinsed it with some salty hot water, warm water, I guess. So hopefully it sounds okay, because it sounded funny. And I hope there's nothing else going on there. And I'll get into that when I get to the blind bodega stories. But as usual, I have a few things to talk about. And I'm going to start off with last Saturday at the New York Public Library via Zoom, we had Getting Started with Podcasting. And Brian Fischler was the moderator. I was on a panel with Allison Malloy, Janine Stanley, Stephen Scott, and a late entry, Ed Plumacher, who is also part of that Real Blind Tech show. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we got Zoom bombed by some crazy guy, which, uh, as Brian said, we all got to cross it off our bucket list. Now we can say that we were a part of that. <laughs> so it was a lot of great information given. One of the problems we had, though, the event was supposed to start at 2 o'clock. In the meat of the email that went out when you signed up, Brian had written that. However, the support of the four o'clock, two o'clock hour was not right. The text that was provided by the New York Public Library said four o'clock. So all of a sudden at four o'clock, all these people were j- trying to jump on the call and we were just about done. And so that was a shame. So who knows how many people we would have had because we had around 60 or 70 people on during the peak of uh, when we had started from two to four. So hopefully we'll get to do it again because we didn't get to cover everything. And it was a lot of fun and uh, everybody had great ideas. Everybody has a different story. And that's the whole thing with podcasting. Everybody has their own story to tell. And uh, you go from people like Stephen Scott, who does a six uh, day a week podcast uh, called Blind Guy Talks Tech, And I'll link to that in the show notes. And and again, as I've mentioned more than once, he has got the greatest voice, but he's been in radio and TV. So his voice is outstanding and um, his podcast is excellent. So check that out. And of course, I I know I've talked about that Real Blind Tech show with with the other four. And Janine is also part of uh, her day job is with a company called Ira, which uh, provides licensed, not licensed, trained... um, agents when you need help. If you're reading your mail, uh, they're bonded so you can show them your credit card statement if you're looking for a charge on there and things like that. There are other um, services out there, one called Be My Eyes, that if it's you just want to set your thermostat and you need some help, that's the ones you call. There's <laughs> there's no information there that is going to get you in trouble if uh, unless there's some sort of wicked hacker and they see that you have one of those Uh, Wi-Fi type of uh, thermostats, and then they hack in and they make it too hot or too cold. But 
Be My Eyes is one that anybody could try. If you, if you don't know what it is, go ahead and download it and give it a try if you're looking for something in your fridge and you don't see it. Meanwhile, you already know your, your son or daughter ate it and <laughs> it's a lost cause to begin with. You just want somebody to confirm it. <laughs> So it, again, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was talking to Brian this week, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute um, as well. Uh, but we're going to do another one, not on podcasting, on fantasy football. And I'll be a part of that panel. Uh, Brian, again, will moderate. Uh, it will be me and Nick. And if you're familiar, if you haven't checked out the <laughs> the documentary yet again. Repeat after me because I know you already know. I can't see you.com slash football will take you to the YouTube, uh, the Yahoo YouTube channel where you can see our blind fantasy football draft from last season. And Nick is prominently in that because, of course, he's won. Uh, we've done six years and he's won four of them, I believe is the count. Um, so, uh, so he did not win last year, however. Brian won last year. So go ahead and check that out. And again, that's going to be the 4th of August, uh, which is a Thursday night at 7 p.m., again, hosted by the New York Public Library. And there's some other parts of that. Uh, just just know it's the New York Public Library. <laughs> I don't have the information in front of me, so uh, so I cannot repeat exactly what it is. But I was talking to Brian and Ed this week. I'll be coming up the next episode of That Real Blind Tech Show. I will be a guest on, and that's going to drop probably uh, Monday-ish, Brian told me. So I, once I once that drops, I will put a link to it. And again, you could just look up That Real Blind Tech Show, or better yet, go to blindtechshow.com, and you can listen to it right there or download it or figure out where you want to listen to it on Apple, Spotify, and all the other places they are. Uh, I the, the person that did that website, just outstanding. <laughs> it was me. Uh, and not outstanding. It gets the job done. So uh, so give that a look. Again, blindtechshow.com. And you can also read about Brian and Allison and Ed and Janine. And uh, they've been featured in a lot of different news articles. There's a lot of great things there. One of the cool things, Brian was actually on Top Gear uh, a few years ago, and he's drive actually driving a car, uh, which is which is kind of funny. Somebody's telling him what to do. Uh, I don't think it was Ira though. I think somebody was actually in the car with him. <laughs> but you can check that out over at uh, on the in the in the news page at blindtechshow.com. So blindtechshow.com slash in the news, and I will put a link in the show notes for that. Uh, again, a lot of other great things there. And um, so that's it as far as the library goes. And uh, once I have a link for the fantasy football, I will put that up, uh, but I don't have that yet. Uh, So the week started off for me, well, as it ended last week, I told you about COVID at the Blind Bodega. Uh, Kirk got it. And then within a day or two, Michelle got it. She's my other coworker. And I was just on edge for all of last weekend because I was hoping that I wasn't going to get it. And knockwood, I have not. So I didn't think I'd be going back into the store as quickly as I did. When Kirk had it on, I want to say it was Thursday. I knew that we weren't going in on Friday. He told me he was in the hospital. He can't go in. Over the weekend, and I guess on Monday, I guess that following Monday, 
which I was going to be off anyway for my appointment, and my schedule there now, I, I'll, I'll be off on Mondays once we get back into the normal schedule. But I figured I would be off on Tuesday, Wednesday. I, don't, I didn't know how long, but again, the issue there is Kirk is the only one with a badge, and unless you have a GSA badge, you can't get in on your own, and that's, that's where the rub is, and that's why it didn't look like we were going to be able to open for a while if Kirk was out for a while. And again, it turns out that Michelle is also out. So so on that Monday, Kirk called me and said, I think I can go in tomorrow. I'm just going to verify with the GSA. And sure enough, we could. And I'll get more into the blind bodega in a minute. But So I was off on that Monday from my glaucoma doctor appointment, which was scheduled for 11 a.m. And it was in media, so it wasn't far. It's, it's very cool because both my glaucoma specialist and my cornea specialist go to a bunch of different offices. And media they come to once a week. I don't know, I'm sorry, once a month. I don't know that the cornea doctor comes there. I don't know if Dr. Ayers comes there. I end up usually, usually seeing him at either Will's Eye or what's called the Pagoda Building. And it sounds like it is. It looks like a Pagoda. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, which is... Is in Bala Kinwood, which if you're not from the Philadelphia area, Kinwood doesn't have an, a real vowel in it. It has those phony Ys in there. Um, and when you look at it, you would never know how to pronounce it. <laughs> so uh, I had my glaucoma doctor. His name is Dr. Pro, ironically. Uh, it's funny how people's last names kind of really tell them what what they are. And I, and I keep thinking about a guy named Genius that used to run at the video store. I don't know that he was, but at least it was his last name. So I saw Dr. Pro again. My scheduled time was 11 a.m. So I go in there and Liz had some things to do to run to the bank, a couple of banks, uh, one of them being for Keystone Chapter, because again, she is the de facto treasurer of the Keystone Chapter. I am the named treasurer. But Liz is the one that writes the checks because we don't have it on the computer, which I, I can't stand that it has to be that way. And now that we have a new computer for her, we're going to get QuickBooks, and hopefully I'll be able to actually take care of everything. Liz was going there, and then if there was time, she was going to go to Trader Joe's, also in media. Well, I'm sitting there for a while, and I'm on my phone. I'm weeding through emails. And yes, I said weeding, not reading. Uh because I, I don't have a lot of time during the week to go through ones that I might want to look at later, but I don't want to delete yet. There are obviously some that are important that I want to read. And then there are some that I am never going to get back to, I delete. But there's, on any given day, I don't know, 10 in each account that I follow closely that I may want to read. I do want to read, but I don't know when I'm going to get to it. Sometimes I do it on the train, never on the train on the way home because I am exhausted by the end of the day. Uh, so I was doing that and cleaning out my inboxes of a couple accounts, and I'm listening to everybody around me and and the people that sat next to me, which I was a little fearful of because the guy was coughing like you wouldn't believe, and I was sitting all the way off by the front door where nobody else was sitting when I got there. And then this guy sits next to me and he wasn't exactly next to me, but he was within four feet and he's coughing. And I was wearing a mask because I was going to wear a mask from here on out because even though I tested negative that morning, I, I didn't want to chance it just in case it was only five days and maybe I'll still test positive. I was thinking, and I was glad I had a mask on because I did not. And, and I think the office required it. Uh, I don't know that this guy had a mask on or not. 
So they start talking, and the guy was saying, we came from Dover, and it's a two-hour drive, which I know Dover is in Delaware. It's the state capital. Um, and he's saying, what do you mean we have to wait two hours? We could have left later. I would have not driven up here so early, and we could have left later. I wish somebody would have let us know. And so, yeah, the doctor was two hours behind, and everybody's complaining and carrying on. And I figure, I have so many emails here, I could wait here for six hours and still not be done, as well as actually going into emails and and doing some emails myself, sending some. Again, I'm not real comfortable doing it on my phone because I use dictation, and sometimes it is something so completely different. The words that come out of my mouth to the words that get written in the email are miles apart. Uh, and I just, I just don't like to do anything that's important or a, something that may be on a professional level. So I'm doing that, and finally I get called back uh, by maybe within 15 or 20 minutes, so 11.15, 11.30-ish. I get called back, uh, and uh, the girl named Skylar is going to do my visual acuity and check me out and get all my make sure my information is correct. And, and she's telling me, uh, oh, I'm sorry for the delay. And I said, I heard, is there another doctor in today? Because I heard somebody's delayed by two hours. Oh, no, it's Dr. Pro. I said, okay, no biggie, it's fine. But then the trouble came, and she puts this stuff up on the on the board. And and I look at it, I'm like, is this something I normally read? And she said, yeah, the last time you were here, you read this. And again, it's one of those changeable signs. So while I read the 20 over 350 the last time I was there, the letters are different now because people like me memorize them and then could just repeat them. Kind of like in Space Cowboys where... Um, the one read, uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name, read just the last few letters because he couldn't see them. So he just memorized as everybody else was going through them. Uh, so I'm looking and I, I could tell the one on the right, and there's only two letters up there. The one on the right, I, could, I said, the one on the right looks like a K. And she says, yes, that's right. I said, oh, good. I said, I, I have no idea what the one on the, the left is. And I took a couple of guesses, and the second guess, it was it. And I, I don't remember what it was, because it, it looked, it could have been a P, it could have been an F, and I think it was an F. So then she says, all right, we'll try this one. And I, I had no idea what it was. And I said, what is that, the 2300 line? She says, no, it's the 2400 line. I said, what? So then she puts up her hand, puts up one finger, and, I, and she's about foot and a half, two feet away from me. I said, one. She moves back, maybe a foot. She puts up some more fingers. I said, four fingers and a thumb. I don't know if you call that thumb a finger, but there's, I see five things up in the air. She steps back again, and she puts up, I think it was two fingers. And then she steps back again, and <laughs> she was directly in front of the mirror that shows the reflection of the thing that I was trying to read earlier with the letters on it. And I, I had to direct her. I said, you're right in front of that mirror. Could you move to the, and I'm, I'm waving my right hand, trying to motion her to her left so that that mirror wasn't the background, so that the plain wall was the background. And it reminded me of when I was a kid and I used to have a catch with my dad. 
And we had two trees in our backyard that I like to line him up in front of. The best was a crimson maple because the ball that came up, when it came out of his hands with the crimson maple in the background, it gave me a great backdrop to find the ball. And as I got older, I, I, we ended up using, I don't know if you remember, the Charlie Finley ball that was a bright orange. And um, uh, so we used that. And so the, it was just so easy for me to see uh, because after a white ball gets, you know, we miss it enough times and it, it's not as white and then it's harder to see. We also had an evergreen tree that was also a good backdrop, but the crimson maple was the best. So she puts up however many fingers, and I don't remember what it was, and I think I got that. But that's as far as I could go, and I, I think she ran out of real estate in the room. I don't think she could have gone back more. So we did that, and I said, I said, that's not good, right? And she said, no, it's not as good as last time. And I said, I wonder what the issue is. And so I started, and then she sent me back out to the waiting room, and I said, okay. And they said, we'll try to get to you sooner than the two hours, um, and it was only an hour and a half after that that I got called back to see the doctor. But as I'm sitting out there and I'm thinking about what just went on, one thing popped into my head was earlier, well, the week before, as I mentioned last in last week's episode, I, I injected myself with that Stellara. It was the second injection in the first introductory um, whatever. There's two parts of when you first start the medicine. You take the one shot, and then four weeks later, you take the second. This was the second part of that. So I wondered if it was that. And when I saw Dr. Pro, he looked and he said, yeah, everything looks good, except for the fact that your pressure is four. And all my life, and anybody with glaucoma will vouch for this, but my entire life, I've always wanted to keep the, the sweet spot for me was between 8 and 12. And sometimes after surgeries, like after I had the cornea transplant, it was 16, and we kept an eye on it, and it was fine. And it dropped to 14 a week later, and then settled into, uh, I want to say, 7 or 8. And when my pressure would get much higher than the mid-teens, that's when talk of surgery came to lower it because the medicines weren't working, so forth and so on. I haven't been on a glaucoma med for maybe decades, at least a decade, maybe more. And probably since 2008 when I had, nope, 2008 I had a cornea transplant probably since 2003, when I had my last trabeculectomy. I don't know how to spell that, so I'm not going to put that in the show notes. Just know it's a glaucoma <laughs> surgery. So what can you do, as I asked Dr. Pro, what can you do when you have a low pressure? He said, there's no meds for it. He said, some people like to try and bump up the steroids, and I'm already on a steroid four times a day. So you really can't bump that up too much more. And he said, really, the only option is surgery. And I thought, this is just ridiculous to have surgery on someone with glaucoma to make the pressure go up. Because what could happen is it doesn't stop where you want it to stop. It just keeps going. And then you have to have glaucoma surgery to get it back down. And then it's just a yo-yo. And so we're going to keep an eye on it. But it was very troubling. It's called hypotony, by the way, if you, if you want to look that up. And... Um, it's funny if you ask uh, the A lady or the G lady 
about it. The A-Lady says it funny, so go ahead and ask. Hypotony, H-Y-P-O-T-O-N-Y. So that's what I have now, evidently. And so I'm wondering if it's from the Stellara or back in June, uh, around the 20th, about a month ago, I went to Dr. Garg and he told me to start start taking lutein. And which I did. And I don't know if, no, I, I thought, you know what, that's an easy enough fix. I can stop taking that and see if my vision gets better. And so with the low pressure, one of the issues is obviously my sight. I don't see everything as well. And he equated it, Dr. Pro equated it to imagine if you're trying to play basketball with a, with a ball that wasn't fully inflated. That's basically my eye right now, not fully inflated. <laughs> That, that says a lot about me. We're going to keep an eye on it. I go back to Dr. Ayers in September, and then I go back to Dr. Pro in November on my birthday. So hopefully that's uh, not terrible news then, but we, we just have to wait and see what goes on. So I've got a few blind bodega stories. And as Frank had mentioned when we were texting a week or so ago, he said, you had a hot dog story. You didn't have a cool dog story. Nothing about Ziggy. Well, I have a little of both, but first I'm going to get to the blind bodega stories because the hot dog story this week, it was a little troubling to me. And, and it, <laughs> when I initially put these two things down, the hot dog story was something else. And I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But before I get into the hot dog, cool dog, uh, I want to talk about the COVID situation. And so we're in the IRS building in Philadelphia, and this building is huge. It basically covers one city block from Market to Chestnut, and from Schuylkill Avenue to 30th Street. And I did a loop around it one day while I was waiting for Kirk to arrive. He comes down from Allentown each day. And I found out one day last week that all sorts of craziness goes on on the Chestnut Street side. And I may have mentioned it last week. Drug dealing, needles, prostitution, all sorts of craziness. And I didn't see that. So maybe they they take a nap at seven in the morning, and that's why I didn't see them. But I'm certainly, when I have a chance, I'm going to have to do another loop around the building and and see if I see any of that craziness going on. But evidently, cars will pull up and people will run from the corner out to the car to to do the deal. And and I've never actually witnessed that firsthand. So it sounds kind of interesting. I mean, I've seen it on TV, obviously. Listen, I I loved Shameless, and and they did that in there. (laughs) So... um, uh, so I have that to look forward to, and, and maybe I shouldn't do the loop around the way everybody's shooting everybody else anymore in Philadelphia. It might not be that safe, uh, but I did do a loop around the building, and I was taking pictures as I was going, and I was texting with Jane, uh, because at that point, I guess Liz was in the shower, and, and she didn't care about what buildings, I guess, <laughs> were around the former U.S. Post Office building in Philadelphia, now the IRS building. And most of the images were not great. I did get a couple of cool ones of 30th Street Station from across the street. Uh, And again, it's just across Market Street. And if I remember, which I keep forgetting to post the images when I do the show notes pages on ICan'tSeeYou.com, hopefully I'll remember and I'll put a couple up. But a couple of things that went on. So COVID was an issue. Kirk was able, the doctor told him he could go back and reopen because he's not contagious. Well, that made me a little bit on edge because I'm thinking I've never worked, knowingly worked or been around somebody for eight or nine hours, 10 hours a day that had COVID. So of course, I started wearing my mask all the time. The only time I didn't was my uh, 60 second lunch break and whenever I would take a sip of water or whatever else I was drinking. 
So the mask stayed on. And um, up to now, knock wood, I am still COVID-free. I am going to take a COVID test probably tomorrow, Sunday. I'm recording this on Saturday, and that's uh, I'll get into that in a minute. I'm recording this on Saturday, uh, the 23rd of July, two days after my normal recording day. And so I've been worried all week, you know, again, working in close proximity with Kirk, very busy because it's just the two of us doing the popcorn, doing the hot dogs. <laughs> another, one of, another one of my potential hot dog stories was we also make these things called Toronados. And it's, I think it's spelled like tornado. I don't know how you say it, Toronado. Maybe there's a little accent over the A. I don't know. Or maybe it is spelled differently. But it's written in a font that seeing AI does not read it. So I just have to go by what everybody calls them. Well, I put some on and my alarm goes off while I have a line of people and I can't get to them. And then I forget about them. So they were on there for like an hour and you cook them on the hot dog rollers. Well, of course, these Tornados are kind of like Hot Pockets. They're a tortilla with inside this tortilla, the, the ones that I had on the thing that day were pepperoni and cheese. So kind of like, again, like a Hot Pocket. I don't think there's any sauce. It's kind of like a mini Stromboli, I guess, except it's in a tortilla. Well, when you cook something like that for too long, what happens? Usually they break and then the cheese oozes out. And that's what happened. <laughs> And so the hot dog rollers were a mess, thanks to me. Uh, Kirk said he would take some of the blame since he didn't take them off either, but he was busy doing stuff in the office, and we were down to one register because there was an issue with the register that we just set up a a week or so ago. The gun wasn't reading the barcode, so you can't operate without without being able to use the gun, the, the scanner. So I was ringing people up. He would come out on occasion if people needed popcorn and things like that because that's a that takes time away because you've got to do the popcorn and got to sanitize your hands and so forth and so on so he was doing that and he was also helping people if they had questions about we have two lottery machines in the in the uh store uh you know the kiosks that you go up and you you work on you you do it's a self-serve type of thing i'm still not 100 percent sure on how to do it and uh Usually I defer to Kirk if a customer asks how you do it because I really don't know. And I, I wanted to buy Powerball, sorry, Mega Millions tickets yesterday, but I didn't want to put my money in because I was afraid I'd do it wrong and I didn't know if a customer would come in uh, while I was trying to figure it out. So I didn't buy them there and I ended up buying my two losing tickets somewhere else. <laughs> so so that happened. Um, there was another day, another hot dog story was... The rolls that we were using were frozen, and the hot dogs were done, and I'm trying to warm the rolls up without using the microwave, because who likes microwave bread? And so I thought, oh, I'll just put them on the hot roller. I just needed one or two rolls. Well, when you put something flat on the roller, it's like a conveyor belt. So it was going, moving the roll backwards, and so, so it moved backwards, and it knocked three hot dogs off the back of the hot dog roller. So, of course, I had to throw those out. I, I think I've probably wasted at least half a dozen hot dogs by them falling off of the rollers. So the hot dog story that I want to tell you about was from this lady who gave me the what for. There was a line of people, and I'm ringing people up, trying to do it as quickly as possible, And on, and I think this happened on Thursday, 
Well, Thursday, the computer wasn't working right. And when I say computer, I mean the iPad. It was, with voiceover sometimes, focus is lost. And I know I've said that before, but it was losing focus when I would try it, when I would touch something, and then before I could double tap, the focus would change from what I wanted to do to something else. And so when I double tapped, I would end up doing that something else. So I'm trying to ring folks up as quickly as possible. And I ring this lady up. She has two drinks. And I ring her up for the drinks. She charges and pays. And, and then she holds up the hot dog. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. I said, I said, what kind of hot dog do you have there? She said, I don't know. It's a hot dog. I said, what does it say on there? It doesn't say anything. And, and she's, she's starting to pull it out. I said, on the package, there, if there's no writing, it's a hot dog. If it says JC, it's a jalapeno cheddar dog, which has jalapenos and cheddar cheese in the middle. And if it says SS, it's not a Nazi dog, as I call them. It's a, a spicy sausage and by Sabrets. And evidently, they're very good. Um. And she's getting flustered at me, and she says, I don't know, it's your product. I said, all you have to do is look at the logo or look at the, the package and see what it says. She says, it's your product. You should know what it is. I said, I can't see it. I said, I could barely see that silver foil that it is. I'm blind. Oh, I didn't know. And I thought, that was, <laughs> that was both good and bad because I guess I was acting, quote-unquote, normal. And so people couldn't tell that I couldn't see, even though I had my I Can't See You podcast mask on. I guess people weren't paying attention to that, which is troubling. <laughs> so uh, the lady behind her in line said, it has a JC on it. I said, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I scanned the right code. Hot dogs are 225 Jalapeno cheddar dogs are 325 And the spicy sausage, if you wanted to know, are also 325 all plus tax. And I ring her up. She gives me the money, give her a change. She gets on her way. She was in a, just a crabby mood. She was salty the whole time. And, you know, maybe because she was waiting in line for a minute or two, whatever. And on that note of the blind thing, uh, earlier, I, and it might have been the same day. It might have been the same day or the day earlier. Uh, a group of ladies came in, and I'm ringing one of them up, and they're listening to the iPad and wow, it talks fast. That's great that it talks so. Why do they? That's I, I wonder why all places don't have that. Oh, they have that here because the owner is blind. And I'm thinking, not just the owner. <laughs> and again, I thought that they couldn't tell that I couldn't see. And I guess, I guess that's part of an issue. And and even though I don't have too much trouble getting from where the store is to the men's room, I always take my cane because I'm afraid that if I don't take my cane, I won't see somebody, and then I'm going to run into them and knock them down. So I take my cane so people kind of notice, hey, that's, this guy can't see, let me get out of his way. When I'm running around the store, I don't have it. And I, I move around the store pretty quickly, which has always been the way I do things. And, and I try and remind myself, you got to be careful because just because I don't think I see anybody doesn't mean they're not there. And so I'm really careful when I do move around, uh, especially if I see one person for example, if I'm back making hot dogs and I see, I notice somebody uh, at the counter or uh, they've said, oh, okay, I'm ready. Because if I do see somebody come in, I said, let me know when you're ready. I'll, I'm just doing these hot dogs here. Uh, they'll say, okay, I'm all set. And I'll, I'll go to the front. But when I notice one person, I know there might be more floating around that maybe I missed as I was bagging up hot dogs or spicy sausage or jalapeno cheddar dogs. So it's been an interesting week at the Blind Bodega because it's just been Kirk and I, 
and Michelle is still out, and she evidently has it pretty bad. They put her on whatever that antiviral medicine is you take for COVID when uh, after you've shown the signs, and she still felt crappy. I texted with her on Thursday. She still felt crappy, and uh, again, I don't want I don't want anybody coming back with COVID. I'd rather I'd rather do the job on on my own with Kirk. And um, one thing that it did prove. Uh, Two of us can handle it there. Uh, it's not the best because sometimes hot dogs were delayed in being made or worse, delayed in being taken off. And, um, but, it, but it was okay. And the two blind guys did okay. We were able to pour the, uh, pour the uh, hot, uh, the, sorry, the popcorn oil into the squirty thing to uh, make the butter flavoring. Uh, without spilling too much. I mean, I did spill quite a bit, but I did it in the sink because I know I was going <laughs> to. I knew I was going to spill it. Uh, and Michelle said, "What are you going to do when we're not when I'm not here? If you have to do this, I said we'll do it. But you're here now. You can see what's going on. So it's better if you do it now." Um. So again, I don't know how confident she is of blind folks doing anything, but hopefully we're showing that we can do some things. And uh, the issue now has been inventory. We've been having trouble getting some products in. So we actually, uh, Liz came in uh, Friday afternoon and we went over to Jetro to get some product to sell because we're having trouble getting stuff from hers and from the soda company so that we have stuff to sell. We're out of Diet Pepsi. And it's very interesting also to see what sodas uh, and water sell. Um, Tahitian Treat, if you remember that. Uh, from back in the day. That is a very big seller, which I think is funny because I used to love, as I think I mentioned last week, all those Canada dry flavors. So that's it for the Blind Bodega. And I'm not going to have off this Monday because Michelle is still off and I'll have to be there to uh, to help Kirk out. So and in fact, now we'll have to, we dropped Kirk off at 30th Street Station. He was taking the train to Lansdale and then his wife was going to pick him up there for the rest of the journey back to his house in Allentown. So Liz and I brought the stuff that we bought at Jetro home, and then we will take it in on Monday when I when I go into work, and uh, we'll stock the shelf. So that'll give us something to do on Monday. Mondays and Fridays are slow because not as many folks are in the building. Uh, as I mentioned previously, uh, the IRS, some people have to be in there three days a week, some people just one day. Well, everybody picks Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If they're only three, if they're three days a week, and if it's one day, they pick one of those days because who wants to work on a Friday or a Monday? So it'll be interesting to see how this week goes, uh, and I'm hoping that Michelle comes back because I've got something to do with Trish from uh, Philly Touch Tours later in the week, and I don't know if it's Wednesday or Thursday, but they're going to a museum. Uh, in Delaware, Science and Nature Museum, something like that. I was hoping to go on it, and we'll see if that actually happens now. All right, finally, you've waited long enough for the Ziggy story. (laughs) Ziggy loves going in the car. And when I say going in the car, getting in the car, he doesn't go in the car (laughs) yet. So every day, if Jacob is not either awake yet or upstairs yet, we take him when Liz drops me at the train every morning. We leave the house right around six, and Ziggy rides in the back, and he's, for the most part, pretty good. We have him, uh, he has his harness on, and he's connected to a seatbelt. Well, the issue has been that the way our 2021 Nissan Murano seatbelts are, it's very easy for him to undo himself just by stepping on it, because the 
the locking the button is is on the top, so it makes it real easy. When I was a kid, we always had GM cars, and I remember the the button was not that easy. It was in the middle of the square, and it had the GM logo, and you had to push the push it like you were launching a nuclear attack. Um, these buttons are more of a a plunger type thing. You step on it and it releases. And that's what happens with Ziggy because he gets excited. He sees something outside. He wants to go from side to side of the car. And so in his jumping around and looking from one side to the other, he steps on it and then frees himself. Well, typically, if he and Liz are only in the car by themselves, Ziggy jumps up front and rides shotgun. Because <laughs> I guess he likes it. Um, and I've got no problem with him riding shotgun, even when I'm there. The problem is, if we were to get into an accident, even if Ziggy were plugged in, the airbag would probably kill him. And, and if he was sitting on my lap, probably not feel so good on me either. So that's why we don't allow him to ride up front, just like as a child. <laughs> so the other day, we were going, I don't think it was going to the train in the morning. I think we were going someplace. Oh, we were going to Target to pick up something. And he was in the back because, again, we wanted to take him with. He likes to go. And we hate to put him in his crate, which is a cage. But we call a crate for some reason. I'm not sure why. Liz doesn't like to cage him, I guess. So as we're driving down the road heading to Target, I hear a click. And the next thing I know, he's sitting on my lap. And he's so happy. (laughs) His head is out the window. And I'm just holding on to him. And there was no way at that point for Liz to stop right away and until she found a parking lot at Swarthmore College to pull into, and then we plugged him back in. Uh, but he loves going in the car, and it's hysterical. Well, now we got these things. Finally, we found these things on Amazon or somewhere that cover up the seatbelt mechanism. So the end of the seatbelt that clips into the car, the, the thing that clips onto Ziggy's collar... Ziggy's harness and and the car, you you put the metal part through, and then it's kind of like basically just like a plastic cover. So hopefully it's strong enough and and he steps on it a lot, but it, it hasn't it hasn't either broken or un, undone his seatbelt. So so far so good. Uh, but just know that Ziggy likes to ride shotgun. <laughs> and that's the Ziggy story. I know it's not that exciting, but he did. He really was so happy when he was sitting on my lap in the front seat of the car that day. And uh, I felt bad that we had to put him in the back. But again, we were, you know, if we were in an accident and the airbags deployed, uh, it would not be good for him. Uh, and uh, we didn't want that to happen. So that is all I have for you in episode 189 of I Can't See You. I really do appreciate you listening. Remember... You can reach out to me, 646-926-6350. You have up to three minutes to leave your question, your comment, your show idea, a review, whatever you've got, 646-926-6350. Please leave your name in town if you do leave a message. Again, you don't have to leave your full name, just your first name is fine, or whatever nickname you want to be called uh, by me as I talk about what you've said. Uh, you can also reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Same thing, questions, comments, show ideas, whatever you've got. I'd love to hear from you. On socials, of course, you can always connect at David Benj, that's D A V I D B E N J. My middle name is Benjamin, which now my license has my whole name on my real ID, so it says David Benjamin Goldstein. And it just so happens that the guard that I see every morning at the IRS building who makes me walk through the scanner, and I'm not sure he even pays attention as my bags go through uh, on their own, 
Uh, I think it's just following orders because a few days they didn't make me do it. His name is Ben also, which I now know that I won't forget. So again, at David Benj on the socials, show notes can be found over on the website, icantseeyou.com slash 189. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence. It's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 189. I really do appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.